The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. All right, let's run into our notes. What is prophecy? Inspired utterance. Number one. Number two, speaking under the influence and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Number three, speaking the word of God under the inspiration and direction of the Holy Spirit. Number four, saying what God is saying. Number five, giving voice to the word of God. Then we began looking at the purpose of prophecy. Number one, to initiate divine activity. Before God does anything, he reveals it. Two, to prepare or forewarn us. You heard the testimony? He said, the Lord said, pack on this corner to forewarn us. See, the greatest key to your protection is obedience to instruction. The greatest key to your protection is obedience to instruction. It's not even prayer. Because if you pray and disobey, you'll be in trouble. Because some will feel that because they are prayer warriors, they can do whatever. No, you listen to the Spirit of God. That's important. Number three, to inspire hope. Number four, to reveal the future. Number five, to unveil divine plan. Number six, to correct our focus. Number seven, to strengthen or encourage us. Number eight, to align us with the will and the program of God for our lives. Number nine, to expose hidden secrets. Now number ten, to magnify God. One reason why God gives the prophetic word is that he may be magnified. What does it mean to magnify? To magnify is to make bigger. To make bigger. When you receive a prophetic word, it makes God real to you. Let's say you're discouraged and nobody knows what you're going through. And somebody just comes to you and says, this is what God says I should tell you. It makes God bigger. I was studying at home one night and the Lord spoke to me to go and see one of my wife's schoolmates to tell her and her husband that she respect a child. Strange. Not that we're in conversation every day. We didn't even know where they were staying. So my wife, I think she had a number or she called someone that had a number and said, um, Apostle said he wanted to come and see you and your husband. So they described the place we drove, drove, found our way and got there in the night. I think the children had even slept. You know, when an August visitor, if I come to your house in the night, you know that something is happening. 
So I came in and I said, um, the Lord said I should tell you people that you have children. One more child. The man started laughing because they had done family planning. I said, um, it may look funny to you. They told me, I said, it doesn't matter what you have done. I have come to deliver the message. I am going. So we talked for a while and we left. Fast forward. So we saw the lady some time later because not that they were friends. Uh-uh. And the, the, the child goes to this uh, Myrtle school now. And she said, this is Apostle's baby. Jesus broke through family planning. Now, I want to speak to someone here. They did not want a child. They laughed like Abraham and Sarah. And they had a child. If you are here under my voice and you believe in the God who called this man, by March next year, according to the time of life, you will be delivering your baby in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The baby is in my school. I passed her recently. That was the first time I think I was seeing the child. She said, look at the baby. So the girl was going. She doesn't know me. I don't know her. Because they, they, I just went to speak the word. To magnify God. See? So when prophecy is given by the spirit. There are conditions for manifestation sometimes. One of them is faith. In the prophet, the prophetic word, or in the prophet himself. In Second Chronicles 20, verse 20, there's something that Jehoshaphat said. He said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophet, and you shall what? Seleach. You shall break forth. See, when God wants to change your season, he sends you a word. Why would God call for a meeting like this in the midst of the bad news? Because when men say there's a casting down, God shall say there's a lifting up. Just as the devil has made noise with this disease, after today, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ will make noise into every street of this world. Yeah. Believe in the Lord your God and so shall you be established. And believe his prophets and you shall prosper. You have to believe the word. Because many people receive words from God and they don't believe it. There are some words that come to pass by the sovereign declaration of the Almighty God, like that man, man and his wife I went to see. But certain times you've got to believe it. In Luke 1 verse 45, the Bible says, Blessed is she who believed. 
For there will be a fulfillment of those things we had told him from the Lord. There will be a fulfillment. When you believe those things told you from the Lord. Verse 46. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. See, God does it to magnify himself. So when you receive a word, first of all, you believe it. I don't talk of the prophet you see on the streets. You don't know him from anywhere. Tell him to bring uh, 50,000 or uh, to come and do this for your deliverance. That's nonsense. Am I right, church? It's nonsense. Secondly, having believed the word, you pray with the word. Because God gave you that word to magnify himself. You were praying and God spoke to you. He gave you a prophetic word. He wants to magnify himself to you. In 1 Timothy 1 verse 18. It says, this child I commit unto you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, and that by them you may wage the good warfare. I like the old King James. You may war a good warfare. You use your prophecy for prayer. Father, you said to me in your word, this word, there are prophecies about you in this word. Like Proverbs 4.18 is a prophecy for you. The path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more onto the perfect day. It's a prophetic word. You pray with it. Father, the backwardness is too much. Did you not say unto me? You say that? You take him at his word. That my path is as a shining light that shines my mouth to the perfect day in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, help me pray in line with this. You begin to insist that your life must move from one level of glory to another. Are you following me? Number three, you meditate on the word. When God gives you a word, you start meditating on it. In 1 Timothy 4 verse 14, it says, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. The gift was given how? By prophecy. And those of you who were here yesterday, some of you received the gift how? By prophecy. Are you following me? Then he says, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Next. He says, meditate upon these things. What things? The prophecy. Give yourself wholly to them that thy prophecy may appear to all. All the high flyers in ministry, you will notice one consistent trend God told me. God told me. God told me. Why? Because the prophetic word, which is your rhema, is your sword of the spirit. If you have no word from God in his word or by the spirit, 
concerning what you are believing for and projecting for, you might end up in frustration. Ephesians 6 verse 16. When I got to this city, I, I encountered a being. And I won't call the name, but it has darkness in it. So if you know anything about the, what they worship around here, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about? It was a male figure. And he came and said, go back to where you came from and leave my people alone. Ah, I'd never experienced that kind of thing before. It was as though there was no door. I could see the being standing outside. He was talking from outside. I was seeing as though there was no door. This is spiritual. So from time to time, this being will come and visit and there will be evil presence. will pray. Ah. Until one day, it came in a very, very powerful way. The evil presence could be felt. And I was praying. Watch 16 to 17. Watch this. Above all, taking the sheet of faith, where we shall be able to quench all the fires out of the wicked. Now you are in the, on the defense. On the defense. On the defense. On the defense. The shield is quenching, but you're not taking new territory. The shield is quenching, but look at this. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Amazingly, this word sword refers to the edge of the mouth. It means the edge of a sword or your mouth. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, how will Jesus defeat the Antichrist finally? With what? The sword of his mouth. Hallelujah. Are you out there? Revelation 19 verse 11 will come here. Now I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And he righteous and judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. You see why somebody said look into my eyes? Because lustful spirit walk through the eyes. That's why if you observe in your journey of sin, when you connect to someone's eyes, it provokes your body. Have you, have you experienced it? Put your hand up. Let me see if you know what I'm talking about. Okay. It walks through the eyes. So when I tell the individual, look into my eyes. If there is an oppressive spirit there, it can't stay. Before you know, start manifesting. Why? Because he stands inside of me and looks through my eyes. Just as he heals through my hands, he looks through my eyes. And on his head, where how many? Where many crowns. That's why we don't call the virus coronavirus. We call it COVID-19. Because when you call it that name, you are saying it has been crowned. And that COVID-19 walks with a spirit of fear. And Satan's biggest 
power on the earth is the fear of death. The reason you're afraid of COVID, not you, the reason people are afraid of COVID-19 was because they are afraid of death. So the real issue here is not COVID-19. The real issue here is a fear of death. The real issue here is Satan saying that Satan has been crowned again. No, not on my watch. Are you following me? So, when they call it that name, that's why if you notice, they're like calling it that name. They're like calling, they, they, they are mocking God that there is death. But the Bible says, because the children became partakers of flesh and blood, he himself took part of the same. That through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Why? That he might deliver those who to fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Hebrews 2, 14 to 15. Jesus has uncrowned him. And I speak to COVID-19. You are uncrowned today. Your crown is removed in the nations of the world in the name of Jesus. So when Jesus died, he uncrowned the devil. So now in hell, they, they, they would have been rejoicing. You see, their streets are stopping. Churches are being reduced. Can you see? No, 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 no. I speak wisdom into the medical community to provide answers to natural men. The Israeli cures and vaccines. I, I speak accelerated wisdom in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So be careful what you say. You might just be mocking God. You might be bowing to a golden image. Those three Hebrew boys said we will not bow. So if you know, if, if you understand what is happening, you will say COVID-19. You will never say coronavirus. Because when you say that, you say Jesus never rose from the dead. He never conquered death. So the Lord started talking to me that in this season we should sing songs about victory, overcome, out of the grave. So choir take note, tomorrow, all the service, out of the grave. Uh, he conquered grave. He, he won. Let's mock him. Are you following me? The Bible says, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? Do you know the shadow of dogs don't bite? I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Look at this. You prepare a table before me. Where? Because they are uncrowned. So in the midst of this news, many of you will have your biggest financial breakthroughs. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Table speaks of provision. So in the midst of this news, your days of lack are over. Now notice how I'm prophesying based on the word. See, you take the word as God said it to you. You anoint my head with oil. What did he say? My cup does what? 
runs over. You know the principle? The bottomless cup. When you're drinking with a king, they'll be pouring the wine. They will only stop when you say stop. So their point is pouring on the table. If you don't say stop, they won't say stop. So what I'm saying to you, in the midst of this news, enter into a season of more than enough. Enter into your season of more than enough. Are you following me? So Jesus is the one crowned. See that? He's the one crowned. Hallelujah. Let me show you something here. We'll come back to Revelation 19, 12. Go to Revelation 6, 7 to 8. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. Next. And I looked and behold a pale horse. And the name of him who who sat on it was what? Was death. And Hades followed with him. I explained to you the first day. And I made you understand from the scriptures that whenever there's a volcanic eruption, hell has enlarged itself. Can you remember? All right. If hell is going to enlarge itself, it's because they are making room for more accommodation. Are you following me? So, it says death and Hades, which is hell. Give it to me the old King James. Hell. Hell. You see that? Hell followed with him. So hell is not just a place. Because remember, death and hell be cast into the lake of fire. I hope you know that. Next. It says, him that sat on it was was death. Where are you going to now? Eight. It says, was death and and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them. Did you see that? Them. These are beings. Over the four parts there to kill with a sword, that's war. With hunger, that's famine. Economic crisis. You see, they want to shut down economies of the world. See, it's a demonic agenda. Then he says, watch this, and with death, that's disease. And with the beast of the field. All right, go to Revelation 19. Are you learning something in this series so far? All right. He says, his eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a, a name written that no one knew except himself. Next. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. Hallelujah. Say the blood of Jesus. Say again, say the blood of Jesus. One more time. It is the wisdom who said the blood of Jesus. All right. The blood of Jesus. Let me show you something. Come back to Genesis 49, verse 9. Are you learning something today, please? Genesis 49, verse 9. He says, let me begin from verse 8. Judah, you are he whom your brothers shall praise. Your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's children shall bow down before you. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, you have gone up. 
He bows down. He lies down as a lion. As a lion, who shall rouse him? Now notice Jesus is called the lion of the tribe of what? Of Judah. The scepter shall not depart from Judah. Nor a law giver from between his feet until Shiloh comes. To him shall be the obedience of the people. Who is that person? Jesus. Now watch this verse 11. Binding a donkey to the vine. And a donkey's cold to the choice vine. I am the vine. You are the branches. Now, donkey is a means of transportation. Follow me closely. The donkey is tied to the vine. And the donkey goes to the choice vine. Now, how do we know whose blood will be the ultimate sacrifice, the one who comes riding on an ass's coat. Is anybody learning something today? Do you know what I just interpreted right now? When Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey, you shall find a donkey tied to his coat, which no man had ridden on. Are you following me? He washed his garments in wine. His garment was dipped in blood. He took the cup and said, this is the New Testament in my blood. It says, he washed his garments in wine. Then he says, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. What is this telling you? When I take communion, I have covered myself with the blood of Jesus. Are you learning something today? So, we are going to take communion tonight. Hallelujah. Is, this, is somebody learning something today? All right. Look at verse 12. His eyes are darker than wine. His teeth whiter than milk. So when we take this thing, we are enhancing our vision. Now some of you, when we take communion tonight, God will open your spiritual eyes. Because in Luke 24, when they broke the bread, the Bible says what? Their eyes were open. Hallelujah. So when we take communion today, your eyes shall be open. His eyes were darker than wine. Look at this. Luke 24, 30 to 31. Now we came to pass as a sat at the table with them. He took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened. His eyes were darker than wine. Is this helping anybody today? Revelation 19, 
Let's go back there. In verse 12. His eyes were like a flame of fire and his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called what? The word of God. His robe was dipped in blood. Which kind of blood? Some would say the blood of the slain. But the Bible tells us you interpret scripture with scriptures. The blood of the grapes. Are you following me? So, as a child of God, as we're stepping into this season, as we are taking communion, we are covered by the blood. As I'm covered by the blood. Yeah, you just pled the blood of Jesus. All right. The armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now, out of his mouth goes what? A sharp sword. What is coming out of his mouth? A sharp sword. That with it, he should strike the nations. He himself will rule them with a wine, with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and what? And the wrath of Almighty God. Back to our context. Now, out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that would issue strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with the rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. You see the, the garment? So you interpret scripture with what? With scripture. So go back to Ephesians 6 verse 17. And taking the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So the way God conquers nations is by the sword of the spirit, which is the word in his mouth. So in your prayer, when you're engaged in warfare prayers, go with your prophetic word. Go with what God told you in his word. Receive it as a personal word from God. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. It's a word for me. I cannot fall. Not because I'm stronger than you, but I believe the prophetic word concerning me is able to keep me. When he said you, the you was me. You see that? So he magnifies himself all these years of ministry without a scandal. He magnifies himself. Why? Because you believe his word. So God gives us a prophetic word so we can use it to engage in warfare. Are you all there? All right. Number four, you confess the word. Not only do you pray with it, you confess that word. All right. I've shown you, I've shown you what, what you need to do with the word. Give me First Corinthians 14, 24 to 25. Quickly. It says, but if all prophesy, they are coming one that believeth not, or one unlearned, he is convinced of all his judge of all next. It says, and thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. How could I know they were not saved? 
The secrets of his heart are made manifest. And so falling on his face, he will worship God. And he put out, God is in you of a truth. How many of you have received the word of knowledge, maybe in his service, and it says something about the Spirit of God, I didn't know what it was, and you felt so comforted that God knows my case. Let me see. You see that? It comforts you. Isaiah 46, 5 to 11, please. Let's move on. To whom are you liking me? And make, and make me equal and compare me that we should be alike. Next. They lavish gold out of the bag and weigh savers on the skills. They hire goldsmith and he makes it a god to pursue themselves. Yes, they worship. Next. They bear it on the shoulder. They carry it and set it in his place and it, and it stands from his place. It shall not move. Though one cries to it, yet he cannot answer nor save him out of, out of his trouble. Next. Remember this and show yourself, man. Recall to mind, O oh, you transgressors. Next. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none, there's no other. I am God, and there's none like me. Next. It says, declaring the end from the beginning, and from the ancient times, things that are not yet done, say, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. And I will do all my pleasure. God is saying, you can't compare me with anyone else, because when I speak, my word comes to pass. See, it magnifies God. Give me verse 11. Verse 11. Calling a bird of prey from the east. That's Cyrus. The man who has accused my counsel from a far country. Indeed, I have spoken. I will also bring it to pass. I propose. I will also do it. God, God, if you go, go and read the book of Isaiah, just to read Isaiah, read Jeremiah, you see how God brags about himself. Say they, they say they are prophets. They say they are, dream, they are dreaming. What is he that has a dream and he that has my word? That dream is a chaff. You, do, you know, God was a, this our God, I like him. He doesn't share space. You know, Dagon is a marine spirit, as they say. Top like a human being, under like a fish. The God of the Philistines. And they brought the ark to where Dagon was. And what happened? They're going to fail. That means even the, the idol worships God. Our God is big. They came to patch their God. The next day, he fell down, his hands scattered everything. The priest said, this, this God of Israel is punishing your God. Send this thing to another place. They started having boils. So they'll send it to another company, they'll have boils. And they'll send it to another one, say, please don't send it to us, so send it back to Israel. Now, watch this. The ark is now in you. 